Hi and welcome back to the weekly walk and talk. We're here at the Chasms today on the Isle of Man. So the weekly walk and talk, if you're fairly new to the channel, is where we talk about the week's news, anything that's pretty crazy uh, going on that often isn't covered in the mainstream media. But I do want to just start the video and um, acknowledge what uh, took place yesterday, obviously the, the Queen dying. And it's, um, it's a very unusual feeling i'm going to start with saying that and i can just sense this this uh there's something in the air today i've been out a couple of places this morning i'm actually recording this video in the morning so it's going to be 10 hours before you actually watch it when i release it so if any news comes out in between that's obviously why i haven't covered it but yeah it has been a very strange day and even going to the supermarket and a couple of shops there's just been a very somber uh, mood. It's, it's just a strange, strange feeling today. And I know not all of you share those uh, views, um, but I know that a lot of people did like the Queen and do like the royal family and the like. So I just want to start by acknowledging that. Um, a little story then. I have actually met the Queen once before and I met her in 2002 at Windsor Castle when I was a soldier. And all I can say, honestly, when I met her, she was very kind to me, very nice to me, actually listened to what I was saying, maintained eye contact, and she was just very kind to me. So that's all I can say from my experience. But I was a little annoyed today when I was reading some of the comments, and it was from Uju Anya, and I've seen this lady before a few times. I'm not a big fan. She's the professor of linguistics and she put out this tweet. I'm gonna read it out. I heard the chief monarch of a thieving, raping, genocidal empire is finally dying. May her pain be excruciating. And when I saw that, I just thought, what? What a, a thing to put out. And you just saw this massive outpour from people all around the world. Even Jeff Bezos, Yes, Jeff Bezos ripped into her for that, as, as well as a lot of other people. And I think the point I want to make with that is, regardless of your views sometimes of certain people, I think we have to be careful not to just say exactly what we think in all situations. Sometimes I think we have to use a little bit of tact, but uh, that's of course completely up to you. As I always say on this channel, Whatever your views are on different things are completely up to you. It doesn't bother me in any way what your views are on uh, this matter or, or any other matter. Because, you know, I'm not left, I'm not right. I have friends on both sides of the political spectrum. And I think people should have free speech and say, say whatever they want, really. Just like this lady, she has free speech, she can say whatever she wants but sometimes it does upset a few people when you put out such strong things like this, especially if you're a person that is in the media a lot and you are a role model to a lot of things that I don't personally uh, believe in. But I'd be very curious to know, um, do you know what, I'm pretty sure she's at Carnegie Mellor or somewhere like that in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, Pennsylvania, but I'll have, to, I'll have to look that up. But I'd be very interested to know if as a professor, she will now be ostracized for that comment. Just like so many other people who have said far less than that have been uh, fired, sacked from their jobs and the like, and have never got their positions back. So I wonder if that will happen to her. I very, very much doubt it. 
a lot of this seems to be one-sided. It seems to be if you're on the left, you can say certain things, but if you're on the right, or you're very central, like I'm a very central person, then you're very restricted on what you can actually say. And talking of which, there's a, a really important story out this week, and it's come from Ireland, and it's a Christian school teacher who has been jailed. Now, I'm going to be very specific on my language here because, again, it depends if you're on the left or the right what media you've seen. So if you're on the right, the media headlines say things like Christian Irish school teacher jailed for not using pronouns. And if you're on the left, the, the thing will say dangerous school teacher puts child at risk and all this sort of stuff. So let me tell you what actually happened. And these, these are the facts. So this man, he's a Christian, he's a school teacher in Ireland. He refused to use pronouns to describe a transgender student that he's got. And as a result, he was put on some sort of a suspension, um, disciplinary proceedings, and he obviously uh, objects to that, as do a lot of other people. And the reason why is because he says it's against his religious beliefs. But where the prison has now come in, why he's gone to prison, is because there was a court order that prohibited him from going to the school again, saying that he could be a danger. Well, not really. I mean, what sort of a danger could he be? And there's all these articles, oh, he could affect this child, mentally scar this child for life and all this. It's like, no, I think that's nonsense. That, that bit there is nonsense. But honestly, who knows? I'm not a child psychologist or anything like that. So what happened was, out of protest, he went to the school, sat in an empty classroom. So these are the facts, okay? And then the police came and arrested him and he's been taken to prison. So these are the details of it. So what you're seeing is headlines saying that this Christian school teacher has gone to prison for refusing to use pronouns. Well, it's not quite that simple. Um, that is the crux of it, but it's a little more complex than that. But either way, do I agree that he's in this position? No, he should never be in this position in the first place. But I think he's sort of trying to set a precedent with his actions um, to obviously highlight the issues that are going on here. And as I've told you, a few months back, I have a friend who's a teacher who was in a very similar position and he was suspended from his job and he's never gone back because he refused to use pronouns. Although it was a little more complex than that. It wasn't just that. This, this kid was a little bit strange and uh, inappropriate with the other girls and all sorts of other things. So there's a little more complexity to that. I should probably just add. Wow, not a single person around today. And this is a beautiful place. It's one of my favorite places to come and walk, actually. <laughs> I know I say that all the time. I must have 10 favorite places to walk on this island. Uh, what else I want to talk? Oh, yes. So it was only two days ago I was saying that the UK is just in crisis mode with all of these drastic changes going on at the moment. And you think about this. Within two days, so within 48 hours, We've had a change, not just of prime minister, but of monarch at the same time. This is pretty much unheard of. And you think that Queen Elizabeth sat on the throne for 70 years. And now we've had this change at the same time as the prime minister. That is crazy. Uh, absolutely insane. And I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to pass uh, any comments on Charles because you know my viewpoints. Um, 
in that regard. So we'll see how all of this plays out. I'm going to reserve comment uh, for the time being because uh, it is going to be an interesting next 10 days. I think it's about 10 days with all these events and the like. But one thing I would just caution you against, make sure to keep your eye on what gets passed over the next 10 days in uh, politics and the like. Because whenever you have events like this occur, you always have something, something unusual that gets passed. So bills go through parliament and they uh, often unopposed and they just go through very, very easily. And they're not usually positive bills. They're usually quite negative. So I'll be keeping my eye on this over the next 10 days while everyone is distracted. I don't know if that's the right word, but while everyone is uh, focusing on uh, the Queen's funeral. And talking of disruption, the Eurozone, even more pain again this week. There's a lot of issues going on, uh, more with energy and the like. I touched upon it again this week, but more industries now grinding to a halt in the Eurozone. And I think if Germany starts to go, I mean, you could be talking about $250 billion or dollars or euros. Well, it's the same thing now. They're on parity. One euro is one dollar. This is going to drag down the GDP massively. You think 250 billion of losses just from Germany. That, that doesn't include all the other countries. What is there? 27? Is it 27 countries in the EU now, I think? 19 of them use the euro, which has been plummeting. The euro is not looking strong. They need to raise rates. They need to take care of the energy situation or... If they, if they keep doing what they're doing with the food destruction as well and the farming and you've got drought and you've got flooding on top, there's going to be not just an energy crisis, but a food crisis. And with those inflation combined energy and food plus quantitative easing, so increasing the currency supply, you've got three factors there that could easily result in hyperinflation. And now I know some of you are going, oh, oh come on, Neil at that comment and you're laughing, but it, it's possible. I'm not saying it will happen, but it's definitely possible if they don't control these things now, get a grip on the food and the energy and on the currency, raise those interest rates. Yeah, okay, it's gonna be painful. There's gonna be a massive recession. It could even be a depression if it goes on for two years because that is a depression. It's, it's pretty much two years of negative growth. Uh, versus a recession, two quarters of negative GDP. But yeah, it's possible. But what would I say? I'd say get the pain out of the way now. People are already used to the pain of the last two and a half years. It's better to do it now while we're already in this phase than to let everything go good again and then do it all over again. Because if you think about it, when I talked about how Germany and France would pull the Eurozone into a deep recession, this is all playing out now. And France is having a lot of problem with their energy as well, with their nuclear reactors. I don't know what the percentage is, but I'm guessing it's somewhere like half of them are offline or doing maintenance or something like that at the moment. Either way, it's not positive. Wow, look at these views behind me here. Absolutely beautiful. And I hope my wind blocker's doing its, uh, doing its job again today. That's why my eyes are, oh, just so much wind. We've also got some really disturbing comments this week. In fact, uh, there was a statement put out by the chief of NATO, and he says EU states should prepare for mass civil unrest this winter. He then went on to state, and quote, 
it is worth paying the price to support Ukraine. He then went on to say, we face a difficult six months with the threat of energy cuts, disruptions, and perhaps even civil unrest, but we must stay the course and stand up to tyranny for Ukraine's sake and for ours. So that's the official statement. And then just after that, we had a statement from the chief of the UK police force, and he said the following, officers throughout the United Kingdom should prepare now for mass social, mass, use the word mass social unrest potentially happening this year. So of course now there's all this riot training going on, the military is used for this. I actually did this training, gosh, 15, 20 years ago now, but this is the training that's been going on at the moment. They're preparing for this and also the military are preparing. Over in Germany as well, there are now confirmed reports. So these were reports, they're now confirmed that as of the 1st of October, so in what, three weeks time or less, the military are going to be patrolling the streets in Germany to stop social unrest and violence. So it's not looking good at all. But those are the, the really negative stories. Let's get on to a couple of uh, controversial or I wouldn't even say they're funny. It's not really a day of uh, jokes and stuff today. But um, I will tell you some good news is that my stocks course is ready now. I just released it to the Patreon overnight. Uh, so far, so good. The, you know, they're my loyalists, so they're just testing it all out, making sure everything um, is effective. And then it will just be a case of me adding any videos, improving it, adding any uh, material that we need to add to it. So I'll get the course released to you over the next week. I just need to make sure everything is running perfectly and uh, then you'll get to enjoy that course as well. But here's the controversial story of the week. I did have some really weird, crazy ones, but I just think, didn't think it was appropriate today. So we'll save those for next week. But let's finish up then with the controversial news story of the week. And that is that Harlem, a town or city just 10 miles outside of Amsterdam in the Netherlands. We know what's going on in the Netherlands, Dutch farmers, destruction of crops and livestock and the like, have taken it up a level. They've taken it up a notch this week and they are banning any advertisements for meat. Yes, they are banning meat adverts. The meat industry are obviously saying this is political, it's intentional, it's all part of the agenda. But the politicians are saying, no, no, we, we have to because, and they're saying things like 40% of all global emissions are from meat. So we have to, you know, take a step here. And this is a, um, oh, what's the word where it's an, an initial rollout? It's gone from my brain. <laughs> but um, they're testing this anyway. So this is the first phase of it. They're going to be testing it. And if it's effective in reducing meat consumption in that area, then they're going to roll this out to other places. And it's just ironic because the Dutch, as I've talked about the Netherlands, the GDP, second largest exporter of food they are, and they're just destroying their GDP at the moment to meet these um, carbon net zero targets. And even when asked, well, what are the targets? What does that mean? They can't give an answer. It's a bit like, you know, when you saw those clips, what is a woman? And they can't give an answer. Well, it's the same thing now with this carbon net zero. They keep getting asked, what is the targets? What does that mean to you? And they, and they can't give an answer. They said they can't define it. So that's worrying. If you can't define something that you're aiming for on a numerical scale, then that's pretty disturbing because you just don't know where this is 
going to end. And I know that some of you are vegan or, or vegetarian, so you don't eat meat anyway. But there's a lot of people that do eat meat and are, you know, they're, they're very upset by all of this and, and everything that's going on, not to mention the farmers and, and their livelihood. So I think I'll wrap it up there today. Thanks for watching. I appreciate you as a subscriber. And again, I'll let you know when the stocks course is ready. It'll probably be about, about a week's time, but I'll get it out this week if it's uh, out earlier. But other than that, take care, God bless, and enjoy these beautiful views. See you next time.